Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. And I'm just praying along right at 10.30. Praying along, you know, minding my own business. And I heard these words. Lay your hand on your wife and I'll fill her with the Holy Ghost. Well, I didn't pay attention to it. See, I haven't been baptized the Holy Ghost very long. That's strange to me. I don't know. I don't know what this is. I thought maybe it'd go away if I wouldn't pay attention to it. And so I kept praying. And I heard these words, Lay your hand on your wife and I'll fill her with the Holy Ghost. And I just kept praying. Thought it'd go away. Third time, lay your hand on your wife and I'll fill her with the Holy Ghost. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, The Gifts and Callings of God by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's classic message. Two things that the Lord called me to do when he called me out from my last church, and the calling was there, understand, all the time. Just like the calling was there all the time, though Paul and Barnabas hadn't gotten into it. He called me to teach faith and to minister healing. Now, sometimes he may lead you to do something else. In, in more recent years, he led me, said to me, to uh, have Holy Ghost meetings. There is a move of the Spirit that will be lost to this generation if you don't teach him. And so we've done our best along that line. Amen. Praise God. So he may ask you to do other things sometimes. But yet, the call, that's what he's been dealing with me lately about, the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Because he may temporarily led you to do something else. That doesn't mean that the gift is gone. And that doesn't mean that the calling has disappeared. Because the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. In other words, he doesn't change his mind. Glory to God. Can you say amen? amen. Praise the Lord. Now, I remember then, and then of course, I, I, like I said, I went out on the field then holding meetings. Now, I, uh, I said, uh, way back when my wife and I were first married, she was Methodist, and I really was Baptist. I'd just recently been baptized with the Holy Ghost and accepted a pastor at a little full gospel church. And so, the black land of north central Texas, and my father-in-law said, son, you know, he's a farmer, and he said, when you get married, we got plenty of room here in the farm. Move in here. You know, the church is small, Depression days, 1938. And, uh, you know, room and board won't cost anything. So we were married the 25th, November. That's, that was on a Friday, you remember. Day after, thanks, day after Thanksgiving. And then on Monday, now we spent Saturday night and Sunday night, one of our deacons in their home. And, and then uh, we didn't go on a honeymoon until 20 or 25 years later. So uh, on the 28th of November, which was a Monday, of course, we moved into that, I moved into this old farmhouse. Well, I got my belongings, as few as they were, about 14 boxes, most of them books, sitting over in the corner of the room. And then, of course, my clothes hung up in the closet. Well, about 
we're ready to go to bed. My, my brother-in-law, my wife's only brother, he, he'd gone somewhere, but my father-in-law said, well, let's pray before we retire. So we knelt to have family prayer in that good old Methodist home. And we're just praying, you know. And, and it just built up inside me. It's all I could do to keep him praying in tongues. And I don't know how it's going to set well, you know, in this good old Methodist home, you know, me burst out speaking in other tongues. And I tried my best, you know, to hold it back. But it seemed like it kept building up, you know, like you got a tea kettle on the fire, you know, and every now and then one of these whistling tea kettles. Every now and then it'll whistle a little bit, you know, and finally just a steady stream. And so every now and then I'd let a word or two out. You don't get a little relief, but it just kept building up. It just kept building up. Now, we knelt to pray about 9.30. And so we're still there at approximately 10.30. And so finally, I just throwed caution to the wind. I mean, I just prayed hard and fast in other tongues. And I'm just praying along right at 10.30 praying along, you know, minding my own business. <laughs> and I heard these words, lay your hand on your wife and I'll fill her with the Holy Ghost. Well, I didn't pay intense to it. See, I haven't been baptized the Holy Ghost very long. That's strange to me. I don't know. I don't know what this is. I thought maybe it'd go away if I wouldn't pay attention to it. <laughs> and so I kept praying. And I heard these words, lay your hand on your wife and I'll fill with the Holy Ghost. And I just kept praying, thought it'd go away. Third time, lay your hand on your wife and I'll fill with the Holy Ghost. So opened my eyes and looked, my father-in-law still kneeling over to my right, my wife to my left, my mother-in-law the other side of her. And I thought to myself, well, it won't hurt to try it. Now, when you don't know any better, God will put up with a little unbelief in you. But when you know better, you can't get by with it. Amen. And so I just reached this hand out. She was to my left. Never gave her any instruction. Never said a word to her in English. Just reached out and laid my hand on her head. She lifted both hands and started talking in tongues. Never stuttered. Never stammered for a moment. And she talked in tongues from 1030 till midnight. And if I remember correctly, she sang three songs in tongues. Hallelujah. So when God began to deal with me in this last church I pastored about going out on the field in full-time ministry, you know, we'd had 10 years of marriage, just heaven on earth, two beautiful children. And I said, Lord, how am I going to tell her that I'm going to have to be gone and she's going to have to raise the children? And so the Lord kept eating me. Finally, one day I went over into the parsonage. She was ironing. And I hummed and hauled around, you know, talked about this and that and the other. Finally, I said, honey, uh, there's something I wanted to talk to you about. She said, yeah, I know what it is. I said, what? said, you're going to have to be gone preaching. I said, how do you know that? She said, I've known that ever since I was baptized the Holy Ghost. I said, I got it that night in the Spirit. <laughs> Amen. 
Amen. I'm talking about the gifts and callings of God without repentance. Amen. Hallelujah. And so at midnight, midnight, 28th day of November, 1938, that same voice said to me, get your oil and anoint your mother-in-law and I'll heal her. Now, my mother-in-law had what the doctor called a double garter out here on the outside, bigger than my fist. On the inside, he said, it's twice as big on the inside as the outside. Wanted to operate on her, begin, she said, wouldn't submit to it. He said, well, you begin to choke. She had these choking spells. Oh, it looks like she's going to die. Now, she's got her suitcase packed. In the morning, Tuesday, this is Monday night, she's going to the hospital. And they're going to prepare her and get her ready for the operation. And so I said, Lord, I got 14 boxes sitting in there. I got that little bottle smaller than this, about half as big as this one. In one of those boxes, I don't know where in the world it is. There's no use of me turning on the light. You just lead me. So I just went in the dark. Put my hand down the side of the box, and there's a bottle. I mean, he led me. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. And so at midnight, I anointed her with oil. I saw that garter go down like he stuck a pin in a balloon. It's about as little knot left, about as big as a quarter. said, tell her now to go to the altars Wednesday night in your church, and I'll fill up the Holy Ghost and complete her healing. I did, she did, and he did. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, now, Shamahuke, <laughs> the Lord said to me, I've given you a gift of healing and sent you to minister to the sick. Now, you have to understand this, and I didn't understand it back there, so I didn't say anything about it. But see, the Bible said that there are gifts of healings. Plural. Well, if there are gifts of healings, plural, they would have to be a gift or one or two gifts. Now, Jesus had the Spirit without measure, and he had a full manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit. But as far as we can ascertain, nobody else has. Now, look into the 8th chapter of Acts. Here's an example for you. 8th chapter of Acts and the 5th verse. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And they gave heed unto him, both hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits came out of many, crying with a loud voice. Now notice, not all of them, but just many of them. Many. Everybody say many. That's not all, is it? Many that were sick of the palsy. That's creeping paralysis. Were healed and Many that were lame were healed. Not all of them, but many of them. Now notice this, though, that the healings was in one category. Did you notice that? Limited. Now why? Because, see, that's the only place where he was gifted. You understand this, that generally speaking, you could teach the Word of God, hallelujah, and people believe the Word and be healed of anything. But yet, right on the other hand, some people are anointed by the Spirit, gifted by the Spirit to minister in various ways. 
Are you following me? Amen. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer, the Destiny Package, featuring the books, I Cannot Be Defeated and I Will Not Quit, and How to Fulfill Your Divine Destiny, both by Ken Hagan. Plus, The Gifts and Callings of God, three CDs by Kenneth E. Hagan. All three resources for just $34.95. Call now, 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Get this powerful destiny package today. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. In June, new mm-hmm. people on the West Coast, we're coming we're to coming the Washington there. area. The Northwest, I should have said. That's right. We haven't been out there in a while. We're going to be in Vancouver, Washington mm-hmm. at Faith Center Church uh, with Glenn and Theresa Johnson. June uh, the 9th. Through the 11th. Right. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to move over and we're going to go over to Spokane Christian Center, Spokane, Mm -hmm. Washington, with Rick and Linda Sharkey. And that'll be June the 12th through the 14th. That's right. And if you're in that area or have friends in that area, hey, call them and tell them about this. If you live in the Tulsa, Oklahoma or Oklahoma City areas, then there's a Rama Bible Church near you. Visit RamaBibleChurch.com for details and service times. Remember, you can watch our services live each week online, streaming at rhema.tv. That's rhema.tv. Join us this week. Visit rhema.tv now to see when our next live event is happening. Tomorrow on Rhema for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, The Gifts and Callings of God. Thanks for listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.